welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. <sighs> it is good to be back. Man, it has been a long time. It's been too long. You know, life, everything gets in the way. What the hell are you going to do? But there is so much to cover, and we're just not going to cover all of it, so we're going to cover what we can, right? Yeah, we're back. Equipment's fixed. We're ready to go. Yeah, we are. <laughs> At least, I assume it's fixed, and if this sounds like shit... I got nothing else for you. So what we're going to start out with today is we're going to kind of talk about the dick of this week, and then we're going to talk about um, the sweetness in a, in a later episode. So for right now, earliest surprises. What are the current power rankings of the teams that we got right now? I mean, what are your initial surprise thoughts? for me? I just Perfecto came out of the gate exploding. He did right, and I. I mean, I thought he I thought he drafted pretty well, but I did not think he was in the upper part of the draft. I thought he was kind of right in the middle. Not. Right for, in the middle. For the top points forced in the league by a by a decent margin, for him to come out like that, I was I was shocked. I mean, a large portion of that obviously was the quarterback. Who knew the kid could throw? I mean, hey, I, I'm happy about it. I got him in the other league. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar came swinging, and uh, you know he had that other piece. Uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook has been a boom. fucking monster. Uh, when he was in one of the players that I was, you know, one of the top players I was going to fade, I was just straight up wrong about that. Like, I, I, for a second-round pick, having virtually the number one running back in football is, I mean, that's just a jackpot right there. He just nailed that shit. Huge. I really wish we had, instead of just nothing but negative drops, we had a really, really good drop. Uh, because that was fantastic. He did it. Um, <laughs> but So, who are your, right now, right now, your favorites to actually win the Ditka? Whew, that's a hard one. Um, I, I'd like to be selfish and talk about my team because I think they've started good and has gotten better. But I do have some top running backs who have not exactly been putting up those 20, 30-point games. <laughs> so while I while I like my stable guys, it, it definitely has not been resulting in uh, landslide victories. So, you know, sitting at 2-1, and one, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. But uh, it's, I think it's hard to pick a clear winner right now. Um, I think things are going to come into perspective a little more over the next three weeks or so. I will say the one team that I, you know, the, we have one team that's 3-0. And who who is this? Monday Morning Cry Fest. Yeah, that is Keith again. Former league champion, yeah. Keith Hansen. But the thing is, is, if you look at his team, it is solid. But I don't know if, it, I don't know how it's built to actually move forward. Because especially with Damian Williams, actually. It's built with an injury tent right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Keith, I know last week we talked, he went through a number of inju- injuries. Uh, Damian Williams. Uh, highlighting that, you know, he did take a flyer on A.J. Green, and that hurts when you lose some injury people early on. Yeah, no shit. Um, so I know he was scrambling. He kind of thought last week was going to just be a, a shellacking, and somehow he dominated last week. Uh, you know, that was kudos to him on the starts. I was giving him a little hell for putting uh, Austin Hooper in a flex position, and he came out <laughs> with 20 points. And I was like, wow, going to eat a little crow on that one. Yeah, right. Whether it was luck, whether it was a good guess, he, he nailed it. Yeah. And I, you know, just looking at his running back stable, I mean, I'll be honest, I find it very gross. I mean, I don't have much to talk about. He's got a huge issue, but the good news is he has Odell, Juju, and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been, been yeah, if he has a number one on that team, it's not Odell and it's not Juju. That's for damn sure. It's freaking Cooper Cup. Yeah, but I just, to me, it's one of those times where he needs to go shop and make some, but there's a ton of us in the league that are struggling at wide receiver a little bit, or at least could use an upgrade. 
And outside of Henry, he does not have a single running back that I would be comfortable starting in as an so, RB2. So and Henry, I would not be comfortable as an RB1. So what you're saying right now is that even if he's 3-0, and you actually do think that he needs to make some moves. He needs to do something th- to kind of beef his team up. I think with his team and with a 3-0 start, I think it's difficult to see him missing the playoffs. But I don't see him in a top four finish with the current roster he has. You know, I, I agree. I think it just comes down to... Just schedule, right? And, you know, Juju saved his week last week with that long bomb touchdown. But other than that, he'd been playing pretty mediocre. The Browns' offense has kind of looked like shit. And, um, you know, OBJ's going to get his – he's going to get his catches. But, I mean, again, a couple long bombs that really saved his week. And, you know, that's really hard to kind of build a steady team on. The only one that I would say is as stable as you can possibly get is Cooper Cup. So – that, that's kind of like, unless Derrick Henry falls into the end zone, and if for whatever reason it's Burkhead instead of James White, you know, you could see that, yeah, you know, kind of going, week. yeah, being a very hard week. Um, I think it's a little easier to pick out some of the teams that are obviously struggling right now. Uh, and I don't want to pick on the man who's titled this well, team. Well, first, first, first oh, let, me, oh, let, me, let, me, let me actually, let, let, me, let me pull this out. Because again, you know, you look at, like, because that was my favorite to actually, you know, potentially win. Um, is that's it, it, this a difficult one because there's so much question there's so many question marks and a lot of it is how people actually use the waiver wire and things like that and one of the people that I actually think is a dark horse that you got to watch out for he you know he obviously took a lot of the uh, the draft picks and things like that is Jake and Jake's team is you know on paper it looks like it's underperforming but he's still up there in points forced and I feel like all he needs to do is have a couple of good weeks and. Uh, he's basically right back up at the top. And Let's just talk about the fact that Jake's team looked like it was a little bit of a slump. He pulled off a pretty massive trade, uh, backing up Chubb, who's been solid but not exploding, with Mark Ingram, who has been oh the back God. for the start of the season. Kudos to those that were really high on Ingram. I know Neil was super high on him. He came through. I was shocked to see him sold, but uh, that's neither here nor well, there. Well, and then, you know, the, with Mike Evans finally blowing up, and of course, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and he also managed to put in, what, Lindsay last week, who just put up a monster game. So he said Lindsay actually sat on his bench last week. Did he? He did. He did. Oh, okay. Because he had Mark Ingram, and that's when he punched me into the ground with 180 points or something like that oh, last week. Because what I'm looking at is, like, he has his running backs... Like if you are desperate need for running backs, go talk to Jake because he has not only Chubb but Ingram, James Conner, Philip Lindsay, Carlos Hyde. Even if you need someone who's just startable, I'm going to float this out there. If James Conner has a decent bounce back game, I think a James Conner Juju trade might be kind of you know decent for both teams. I, I could see that. I just don't know how how comfortable uh, Keith is with actually making that kind of trade. Uh, so I. I say Jake's team is definitely the while it's kind of underperforming right now. It's one and two. I really, really do think he's going to end up picking back up and kind of pulling it back out there. And then the other player that I really wanted to talk about was um, oh, you we were going to talk about who we thought were the favorites for the Sacco. Favorites for the Sacco. I hate to pick on him because everybody knows I pick on him all the time, but I definitely you know Neil's team out of the gate was kind of a favorite for the Sacco. And with some current moves, I took him from maybe like the bottom four team to hands down the bottom 
team right now. And um, I wish you but, could see our face on this because we're both kind of cringing at this because we hate Well, because there's also some not so great teams right now. And there's still time, by no means, guys, when we talk about this, are we saying that you're doomed? But it probably means you need to start looking to make some trades. Uh, they were talking about on some of the big podcasts right now. If you're, you know, 1 and 2, 0 oh and 3, your team's looking like that's the direction they're going to go, it's it's time to sell a big piece and try to and try you, to get you, something in return. That's not to who, say not to get anything. Well, you know who he could actually trade, right? Who's that? Saquon Barkley. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mitch Trubisky. Oh, but the thing is, is Mitch is worth nothing. Um, toilet paper, dog shit, whatever you want to say. He is not a good quarterback, and I think we're going to get the biggest amount of crap because, you know, we talk shit about Trubisky, not just his team in general. I'll throw it out there, and I, I understand what you're saying with Saquon. Um, the problem is I don't know what he's going to get in return. If he can get something decent for a team that thinks they have depth, that's great. But honestly, the person I would trade on his team is the Bears defense. They have played well. They have done decent for him. But defenses are much easier to stream. So I think he only takes a small hit if he moves on from the Bears defense, trades them. Somebody in the league well, might the pay thing, up. You, you know, have guys that are ready with, to do that. With the likelihood that Saquon isn't going to come back till week 11, though, is what happens if he's 0-10? It, it doesn't matter at that well, point. Well, 100%. I'm just saying, I, you know, at that point, you shop it to the entire league. And that's yeah. something we tried to talk about before. If you have a big name, Neil, like a Mike Evans, Neil, prior to moving him, so say Saquon, hey, play the field, check every team, what they will give, and then, you know, take the two or three best offers and, you know, manage them against each other. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm just saying, like, you could get, I mean, if you could get a, for Saquon, you could get a running back two and a wide receiver two. I'd be happy with that for Saquon if he's going to be out for eight weeks. I'd, I'd be happy with that. But, I mean, an actual wide receiver two, not someone who's had a couple of good weeks. See, the hard part with running back two right now is is who are the running back twos. So, I mean, I mean you don't want to sell him for, you know, somebody super low right now. Like, so, so you're I saying more like... Back, I have a running back two in McCoy right now, but he's been on and off yeah, with the ankle. I, I get that. So, you, so you're the, saying the more... backfield's cl- cloudy. You're saying more low-end running back one then. Low-end running back one and maybe even like a great wide receiver three. Uh, there was a guy named uh, Samuel, I think, that got tossed away for peanuts as well. He would have been a great one to have without having to trade for. But yeah. I think like a low-end wa- running back one with a... Samuel level wide receiver, I think it's it done. I think you could get something better than a Samuel, to be honest. I'm just saying if you're pairing it with a, yeah, yeah. a, a low end running yeah. back one. I mean, so I, a mix in a, a no. James Conner, a guy that's underperforming but should still be up there in the running back one. Because, something I mean, to give his team a little stability. Because I mean, the thing is, is this is the first week the Singletary is basically supposed to be playing. He's supposed to play this week, and you got Frank Gore in there, and then you got Ronald Jones, who I know was just what traded for. Yes. Um, but again, you have to deal with Peyton Barber. So there's going to be some weeks where you get jack shit from Jones. I mean, that that's the problem with this. That's why I don't, wanted to stay away from all the Tampa Bay running backs is you just don't know which one it's going to be. Speaking of teams that also need to trade without just picking on Neil, uh, Mikey, but not Sacco, which I think might need to change his team name by the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, that might be. But, it, it's but rough. I, I will say, hey, miraculously, Jordan Howard fell into the end zone three times. Yeah, what the fuck? Two rushes, one receiving touchdown. So that 31-point total is going to smack Matt in the face like a big black <laughs> dildo from the draft. Well, you do realize, uh, according to, I know how much everyone uh, loves projections, but after Mikey's team, Jordan Howard scored the 30 points. They're actually projected to be even now. It took 30 points for it to be projected even. That's kind of telling. 
you know, I think a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I, th- I think Mikey's in trouble. I think Neil's in trouble right now, struggling a little bit. The other one, which I feel bad because he's come out and had a really good draft last year. I'm a little worried about Tim's team. Well, I think that's why Tim has been basically making a bunch of moves. He's been trying to do stuff to get some value there, which I honestly, there's been some moves where I actually thought he did a really good job. And there's some moves where I was kind of like, okay. And you know what? Either way, like there was a bunch of things that happened this year, like Terry McLaurin. Who the fuck thought that he would burst out? Like he's been a fantastic. Frank knew that. Disley. Yeah, Disley, I I, I think Disley. How about Waller? Hey, that was one. I, I don't know how I didn't get the memo. I got the memo on Jimmy Graham many years ago, and Waller has been just a, a pillar of consistency. So right? credit to Neil and everybody that was talking up Waller. You yeah, were no, right. You nailed it. Yeah, well, And that's the thing. It's like there's been some players that have – I mean, hell, DJ Chark has been fantastic. And the thing, you're just looking at these these types of players that they're these wide receiver fours and fives that have been playing like wide receiver twos. And you know, are they going to keep it up the entire year? I doubt it. But – They've been, hey, you need to score points when you need to score points to win the game. So you want to win now rather than later. And, you know, some of these teams have been doing that. Like, I mean, hell, look at look at uh, uh, Keith. Look at Perfecto. Like, they've been winning games now. That's what you got to do. It's important. It, yeah, yeah, you take it however you can get it. Exactly. So what's next? What's next on this? Uh, let's just talk about the fact that injuries have already run rampant. Usually it's <laughs> yeah, the running shit, backs. They're always talking about the fact that, hey, wide receivers are safer. Quarterbacks, you don't need to draft early. You don't need to have two on your team because they're super safe. You can always go to the well. We lost some massive amounts of quarterbacks between Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Sam Darnold. Like, I mean, Sam Darnold, <laughs> Sam I understand Darnold. he doesn't maybe fit in that conversation. But, only, he, was, but he, he still was coming out He completely removed Robbie Anderson's value. And it, it has killed Robbie Anderson. It has hurt Le'Veon Bell tremendously. Yep. Crowder came out that first game, looked like, wow, he might be the guy in the in the team to at least get those, like, yeah, Miami Jarvis Landry targets. But that that well, hurt them a lot. And that that, that we, had a negative effect on I mean, the majority at, of the league. We, we lost Baker <laughs> to a shitty ass. Oh, Coach, man. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's calling. So many tools. Right? Fourth and what? To a draw? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, we've lost a lot of a lot of weird shit has happened. I mean, hell, Tyreek Hill got hurt with a fucking chest injury where he almost died the first week. Damian Williams went out. Already kind of cloudy when they brought in LaShawn McCoy, but then Damian Williams having a knee injury and still not practicing. Right. Super concerning, and I know uh, Keith's team struggled with that one a little bit. He's obviously fought through it. He's made some good uh, start sits in order yeah. to do that and great covers. I give him credit going out and getting a guy like a Peyton Barber that is not sexy but able to be started. That's all you need. Well, and then some of the oh, other... I'm sorry. He... Peyton Barber's on Tim's team. I know Keith grabbed somebody. Well, either way, it's... I mean, look at some of the things, like some of the what-the-fuck moments that we were talking about before. What the fuck waivers? Well, waivers. Yeah, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty of some of this because I, I, I'm i self-proclaimed. I'm not great at being able to gauge what the hell people are actually going to bid on stuff because it boggles my mind. Like you get Chris who spends 50-some-odd fab bucks on Mason Rudolph. There were a ton of quarterbacks available that week. I mean, I, he could have had any of them for that bid. I, I don't know why Mason Rudolph was the target. I understand sure. the idea of Roethlisberger is going to be out this season. Versus, you know, somebody like Bridgewater or other individuals that might, you know, get bumped. But 
to buy a guy like that that didn't come out slinging in the first game, it it, it was kind of surprising. Well, and then on top of it, it's you know, I mean, hey, I I paid up, I paid up, and I know Neil really was going to pay up for Gallman. And the thing is, is, I don't mind it, but I mean, for me, it was I spent my fab to replace someone to win now. Like it was, do I expect Gallman to be great the rest of the season? No. Do I expect him to be great? No. Do I expect him to hopefully get me twelve points? Uh huh. Because yeah, I was going to say, I just the the Gallman thing has shocked me across the fantasy world, and it's I, not just you that paid up. I mean, you're talking leagues where people spent eighty percent of their budget. Yeah, yeah, going no, that'd out be and too much. Gallman. The reality is, he just was never all that good. I just don't see the upside. Of well, why but the thing is, is well, that's the point. They're, they're, with the current running back just atmosphere right now, I mean, hell, like you just said, Lashawn McCoy, at the, he's a running back too. That's fucking gross. And so the thing is, is we're paying up it's for not running. Gross, ba- it's a cheat. Oh, it's gross. It's a cheat. It's, it's straight gross. up gross. And we're paying. We're paying running back two. Like we're paying running back one numbers on Fab for running back twos. And the thing is, that's what I had to do. I had to spend twenty five percent of my Fab to get Gallman as a replacement. Otherwise, I'd probably be putting up four or five points. And the thing is, is again, I want to win now. I don't want to win later. I want to win now. To, so, to are you starting Gallman this week? Absolutely. Okay. hundred percent. I'm starting him this week because if you're going to spend that much for him, you better play him. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, I tried to – my what, what the fuck moment is I actually, you know, kind of felt bad, I'll be honest, about basically sniping him from Neil after he was actually going to pay so much for him. So I actually offered him to be like, you know what? You bid 75 bucks on him. I'll give him to you for 100 fab. You know what? That benefits me because I gained a little bit more fab. He gets the guy. He doesn't have to give anyone else up. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. And you know what? There's probably a little wiggle room in there. Probably. As always with trades, guys. You probably Sometimes t- people dismiss things right yep. away. Yep. Usually there's a counter available. He probably could have talked me down a little bit, but instead I think he got hurt and instead traded away DK Metcalf, who... An emotional response. Uh, I, I would have done... I, I would have been like, I will give you my fab for DK Metcalf and a player. Yeah. Like, I wanted DK and... Of course, you were the one that took advantage of that shit. So I have to say congratulations, sir, because you got that. But I'm from Neil's perspective, I guess, I guess, and I don't want to be mean. I don't want to sound mean. I just don't get it. I don't get why you wouldn't give up your fab instead of keeping your value. You could have started DK and Gallman. You give up fab. Fab is fab. Like, that's why I'm like, it's meant to be spent. I think he was put off by the $100 uh, offer there for him. Well, I mean, well, hundred percent. I'm just saying. I, I, I and think that's like okay. So that's that's a good me lesson this. to everybody. Would you have, if you get put off, don't let it go. You make you go on tilt. Well, okay, so would you pay if if DK Metcalf went right on waivers right now? How much would you pay for it? Would you pay hundred like fab? Seventy five, easy. Yeah, I mean, I probably put in seventy five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would I pay put in a hundred? Maybe, probably not. But the thing is, that's why you talk that down. Yeah, early season, absolutely not. But you're seeing the fact that guess what, Carson who we all were super high on. Carson really has been disappointing. He's putting the ball because in the ground. Because he can't hold on to the fucking ball. So the reality is, hey, the whole agenda, whole offseason with Seahawks are going to run the ball. Russell Wilson's probably not going to have to throw. He's having to throw more. And guess what? Metcalf's already been getting involved in the beginning. He doesn't look lumbering and slow like maybe he did in the preseason. Maybe he did in practices. He's coming out better. Love the upside of that. So yeah, at this point, seventy five, hundred bucks. That doesn't. That's not bad. No, and I, that was so. That was my what the fuck moment. And the thing is, is that I understand why he was kind of put off because I pretty much immediately gave him that offer right after he didn't get the player. So was there a little bit of taunting in there? Maybe. I'm not going to deny that. 
But I don't think I gave him a bad deal, though, either. Well, let's veer from Neil. Yep. I think we have a few minutes left in the pot. Yep. Basically, we're, we're, we're running down. So any other what-the-fuck moments for you? Because, I mean, I'll, you know, while waivers has been kind of crazy, I'm really happy to see it, actually. Oh, 100%. The, the more people are moving, I, I think it's it's great. Uh, the, the idea that people are, you know, looking out there and being active. In, in, in the past, we've had, like, week five, and there's a lot of teams of $199 or $196. Yep. Not seeing that's great because that's people realizing that, Early season is when you need to spend your fab. So you take your dart throws, you go for it. You went on Hawkinson. I was upset I didn't bid more. I didn't think I ever would have bid the 50. But at the same point, yeah. that that's a, that could be a difference maker. That's how you got Kittle. That, you know, it's one of those things in the past where if you can get a tight end, he had all those targets, you risk it. Guess what? So like what? I said, to be honest, for me, not the end of the world. It's just fab. Like, yes. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. And uh, I you have to take your one shot, one, one shout out. I will do one shout out to Frank. Marlon Mack has been great. I can I can admit it. I can yeah. admit it. I was higher the Mac on, attack. I was higher on Jones, and I don't know if things would have been different if Luck would have actually stayed in there. Um, but either way, Marlon Mack, he he is looking like the much better running back. Oh, substantially, yeah. One, it looks like they're on a team that's kind of built for it more. So yeah, congratulations on that one. That was that was a nail. You you nailed that one. Last on the thing I want to mention, you mentioned McLaurin, but Marquise Brown. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, I right? mean, I know that's the Lamar Jackson, whether or not they played three not-so-great teams, but the kid passes the eye test. It's not just a box score overreaction. Yep. This guy has, you know, keeper value, and uh, I expect to see him in the league for a while. That's well, somebody that I, I, I totally missed on. And I, and I know the, another person I think you totally missed on was Tyler Lockett. 100%. Yeah, He's he been was great. One, and after the first week, I was like, ha-ha, I was right. Oh, it does not look he right. Had like he, 12, getting, he had like he 12 targets peppered, yesterday. Like Keenan or Allen last week. Oh, yeah. He's been just getting just – oh, when you see Tyler Lockett, who only needs – who only used to get two or three, you know, targets a game, get 12, fuck. Yeah. So, hey, uh, any other thing? Anything else we need to talk about? Because I think this was just a quick kind of overview of the last few weeks, craziness that happened, some of our thoughts. Uh, we will try to get back to a little bit more of a – steady schedule with some of this and yeah honestly i'd like to talk about the idea that we had before either submitting trades that you thought were ridiculous or that you're upset you missed on or reactions if you can let uh, tony or myself know you can leave us a voicemail we can likely upload that to the computer and play it right through the pod so yeah, yeah you we don't can do that. have to be you don't have to be here to say your two cents say it uh, hey on sunday you're pissed off because something's going on leave us a voicemail let's have a little fun with this well and i, I gotta be honest like I, i've thrown out a couple of pretty bad trades this year and uh you know I, I recognize that but okay so i'm gonna maybe we should put up this poll who here has received a really terrible trade from frank hmm. I, i'm thinking everyone <laughs> in the league has at some point frank frank you know what as ridiculous as some of the Edo Smith trades were early on, <laughs> at least he makes everybody else's trades look decent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it. Take care, man. Yeah.